Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I am talking with Nicole Hitchcock, who's a winemaker, and she's also featured in our lifestyle book, Wine Country Women of Sonoma County. Nicole. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really excited for this. I know. This is so much fun. You and I have actually, I'm so embarrassed to say, never met. I know, not in person. <laughs> I know. We've talked on the phone several times. Yeah. <laughs> and we've exchanged a lot of emails, but yes, this is our first first time meeting. So. Well, it's a pleasure to have you out here at Jay. I know. I love, love, love Jay. So it doesn't take too much persuasion to get me here. Sure. Okay. So let's jump right in. What is, or what was your first full-time job? Wow. My first full-time job um, was actually working in a gelateria, so a a gelato place um, in downtown Carmel. Okay. Full-time. Oh, sorry. That's not full-time. I'm thinking back to my very first job Job. when I was in high school. No, that was not not full-time. But I did enjoy it because, man, I mean, who doesn't enjoy gelato? Gelato. (laughs) Right. For sure. Um, My first full-time job was uh, was working in the cellar during the 2001 harvest uh, at Robert Mondavi Winery uh, at at their Carneros site. So um, I was producing high-end... small lot, Pinot, and sparkling. And it was really my first foray into a harvest experience. I didn't realize they made sparkling. Uh, Not sparkling. No, it was all, did I say sparkling? You said sparkling. (laughs) I've got sparkling on the mind. No. So, um, so still wines, um, but it was, it was mostly Carneros uh, appellated um, as well as some Napa Valley lots. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun and really got me integrated into the, into the wine industry. So, so you've worked in wine for quite some time. I sure have. Um, And, you know, even prior to that, um, you know, what really first got me interested in the wine business was um, I I grew up in Carmel, um, a very obviously food and wine oriented um, place. And I worked in restaurants growing up. Um, And there was one restaurant in particular where um, I, you know, learned the the entire art of serving wine um, to guests, uh, talking about wine. So getting some of that vocabulary down. Um, And really my first experience is tasting a wide variety of of beautiful wines, um, a lot of them Italian. And um, that's what really first got me fascinated with all the variety that was out there um, and wanted, want, made me want to learn more. What was that one moment when you knew you wanted to be a winemaker? Well, I would say there was not that one moment. It was really kind of a, a combination of different experiences. Um, I, you know, I do know I gained an interest in it while, while growing up. Um, when it came time to go to college, uh, I was touring UC Davis, and um, I remember distinctly um, being on a, a campus tour with um, with my dad, and we drove past the Viticulture Nology Building at UC Davis, and uh, I had no idea that there was even such a thing as studying winemaking and, and grape growing. And um, when the t- tour guide 
talked about this world-class program that they had and my my dad you know kind of nudged me and gave me gave me a smile and said um you should really consider that um and we kind of laughed at the time and um but you know after right after that tour i started thinking about it and realized that um it could be a really interesting new adventure and um you know the art of of what I do um, really encapsulates a lot of different um, different items that I had been passionate about growing up. Um, you know, I always loved the sciences. I loved being outside. I, you know, consider myself a pretty active person with a lot of creative energy. Um, and so, combining all of those things into a career seemed like um, something that made sense to pursue. Well, fast forward. Here you are, at Jay, <laughs> a great winemaker making spectacular wines. Talk about your experience here. What do you enjoy most about being at Jay? Sure. I mean, Jay is, um, has been such a wonderful place to, to be. I've, um, I've been head winemaker here for about five years now. Um, I think what I love, well, there's a couple things I love the most. Um, one is the variety of, um, of different wines that, that I make. Um, you know, sparkling uh, is obviously a huge part of, of our portfolio and what we do. And um, that had always been on my bucket list of um, a wine type that I wanted to make. Um, and, you know, we make several different sparkling wines in multiple different styles here. Um, so that definitely keeps me on my toes. Uh, I will say sparkling winemaking is um, certainly not for the faint of heart. <laughs> and why do you say that? Um, there are so many steps to sparkling winemaking, some of which require extreme precision, um, and then many which are more kind of artistic in nature, where you can, there's lever, there's a lot of different levers you can pull to make different style choices, um, et cetera. But then there's, there's certain aspects of it, you know, when we're talking about preparing our wines to, to go on to tourage, um, fundamentally you have to be very very precise about um about the process in order for it to be successful okay. yeah i'm curious because i don't know the answer to this question traditional champagne is made with three grapes do you make any of your bubbles with all three grapes we do um so our 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 identity at j is um it's it's very traditional um, in, in the um, champagne style. So we do make all of our wines with only Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Pinot Meunier. Oh, um, so, so the three. And, um, and, and then the rest of our process is also very traditional as well. Not too many people use the Pinot Meunier, so I was curious. Yeah, and there's, not, there's really not a lot that's grown in California. Um, we, have, um, we have an estate vineyard that, um, that has some Pinot Meunier on it. Um, and then we source some of the fruit as well. So there's, there's some planted throughout Sonoma County, um, but there's really not a whole lot of it. Top moment of your career so far? Oh, that's, that's difficult to say. Um, there was, I had a moment this last um, fall that was really exciting. Um, and that was when our 2017 Russian River Valley Pinot Noir uh, won the Sonoma County Harvest Fair Sweepstakes Award. And that may not sound like a lot to anybody who is outside of Sonoma County, right? What's this Harvest Fair? Um, but it's it's been going on for decades. And the best of the best producers are submitting their wines into this competition. Um, and our wine beat out hundreds of other entries for it. Um, so, you know, a lot of it's kind of local bragging rights, but um, that certainly made me proud um, and my team as well. Getting back to Jay, how much wine do you make? <laughs> um, we make close to 30 different uh, 
30 different wines between our sparkling uh, Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, Pinot Gris. We also do a rosé as well. Um, so lots of different variety within those, but it is quite a few different wines. And case production? Um, so, you know, it, so for our small lot wines, I mean, we're talking about just a few hundred, um, few hundred cases per, um, per wine right, lot. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then for our sparkling wine, you know, normally we don't talk about our <laughs> specific case production, um, but we're doing, oh gosh, um, it's, I have to do the math because I think more in tons, right? So we're doing about 3,000 tons here um, on site at Jay. So, and that's between all of our different um, varietals and sparkling programs. So translate that to cases. Well, that was a clever way to answer. <laughs> this is not a fair question, but I'm going to ask. Favorite wine that you produce? Favorite wine that I produce right now. I don't like How to about, choose favorites. I know, um, but right now, sure. I would say um, what I'm really excited about is um, is our noir collection series, which is relatively new for our portfolio. Um, it's it's small lot. Um, we're only producing again a few hundred cases of this each vintage. Um, but the whole concept behind it is what is what is interesting what captivates me um, with each vintage and it can be different concepts um, you know our we're about to release our edition two um, so this hasn't been unveiled to the general public yet um, but I like to call this one um, a tale of two Sonoma coasts so what we did here was we had some really beautiful Pinot Noir lots from our Annapolis vineyard, which is located up in the far Sonoma coast, um, as well as our Canfield vineyard, which is also very coastal, um, highly influenced by the Petaluma Gap, but much further south. Um, so both of these vineyards are really kind of on the, the edge of what is, um, you know, how it, of regions where it's easy to grow Pinot Noir in California. Um, so they have challenging conditions, very low yields, um, and really intriguing characteristics. They're both, both of these vineyards are quite different as well, but they also have this extreme proximity to the Pacific Ocean. They've got some similar soil types. So there's these similarities and juxtapositions, and there are not a lot of producers that are specifically combining Two distinctly vineyard, two distinctly different vineyards um, from that area um, into one wine blend. So, um, so that was what was interesting for me here, um, you know. And then last vintage was edition one. That was a, um, it was a young vineyard, um, all Pomard clone um, with really distinctive characteristics um, from Green Valley area. So each vintage we're going to do something different, and um, it's whatever. I find intriguing and unique and that I think will really stand out in the context of our portfolio. And it will be an annual project? Yes. Yes. And we try to keep we try to keep the concept under wraps until um, until we're ready to release. So this edition two will be released uh, this coming May, May twenty twenty. Okay, super. So you brought a bottle. I did. Can we um, taste a little and talk about it? Of course. Okay, I'm going to pour this wine. And I hope you're excited because um, you are one of the first individuals to actually taste this wine since it has yet to, yet to be released. Well, the nose is... 
Yeah, for me, it just, it, it jumps out of the glass um, and it really speaks to what I consider um, some of the underlying fundamental um, sensory traits that I, that I tend to pick up from mm. these two vineyards. Um, with the Annapolis, I get a lot of like dark, um, you know, dark fruit, higher acid, um, and a really firm tannin structure that lends to extended aging. Um, from Canfield, I tend to get a lot more savory characteristics, so leather, tobacco, um, you know, some herbal characters as well. And to have those, you know, all of those qualities combined, I think is um, is pretty unique. And it's a very elegant wine. Yeah, yeah. It's very smooth, very nice. I mean, it's beautiful. Well, thank you. I think I'm excited because I think this wine. Um, taste outstanding today it's you know vintage 2017 so um you know so we've had two and a half years of maturity so far um but i also think it is particularly age-worthy i think it's going to be beautiful laid down um for a few more years at least what kind of oak are you barreling it in it's um 100 french oak um and we use a sele small selection of coopers that we've been working with for um, for vintages and vintages. So, um, you know, very happy and comfortable with uh, the traits that they bring forth. I know you're the winemaker and you're all about making the wine, but if somebody wants to try to get their hands on a bottle of this wine, do you know how they can do that? I do. Um, so... The best way is our website, um, and that is jwine.com. Um, this is only available um, through the website, through the wine club, or if you are to visit the winery as well. Um, so, so that's the best way to get your hand on it is website. Um, you can always call us as well, um, and we can, and we can work on Yes. <laughs> you may have to because this is very limited quantity, and uh, I don't expect it to stick around um, terribly too long. I don't think it will. <laughs> it really is um, a, a spectacular wine. I can't wait to see how it continues to progress. An interesting concept. This particular wine, the descriptions of the two coastal vineyards, I think is fascinating. Sure, and, yeah. And made for... Just a really lovely, lovely Pinot. Well, thank you. I mean, what I love about this concept is that it allows me to, you know, put my, um, you know, really channel my creativity um, for each vintage. And sometimes, sometimes the wines will just introduce themselves and it's, it, you know, <laughs> it's me, easy. <laughs> this, is, this is what the Noir collection, this is what the new edition of the, the Noir collection is going to be. Um, sometimes it takes a little bit more creativity, but um, that's part of the fun of being a winemaker. What drives you? I've always kind of had an internal um, motivation um, that's really hard to put a finger on, um, but I like to see I like to see progression. Um, for me, you know, my worst my worst nightmare would be just you know a stagnant state, um, and so. So I like to see evolution. I think that's why winemaking is such a great fit for me, um, because you know each vintage will bring something new, and then I get to follow it along in the months and the years to come, um, and that just keeps me keeps me interested engaged, and engaged. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and every year brings something different as well. So there certainly is no stagnancy <laughs> when we're talking about um, just, you know, winemaking as, um, as a career and as a, as a passion. Um, and it, yeah, it certainly keeps me on my toes. How would you describe a Nicole Hitchcock wine? Oh, um, 
again, it kind of depends on the wine, um, on, on the wine that I'm making. Um, but, but do you have a general style that you think defines who you are? Sure. I, I tend to like a bit of a, of a riper style. I like a lot of fruit expression. Um, I would definitely call myself um, a California girl with, um, you know, I have a new world palette. Um, I, you know, I love that expression of fruit. I love, um, you know, how you can kind of dress that up. I also enjoy, you know, characteristics that are more old world in nature. And I try to infuse those as I can. Um, but I'm working with California grapes here. And, um, you know, I like to describe the style of wines I make here is, I mean, they're unapologetically Californian. We've got the California sunshine, the warmth, um, beautiful growing regions, amazing soils. Um, and so really, you know, all of that sums up to, um, so to some really beautiful wines. So riper in style and, and unapologetically California. And what's ahead for you? What's on the horizon? <laughs> what is on the horizon? Um, you know, we always have, um, you know, something in the works behind the scenes of, um, of what's to come. So this, this noir collection um, certainly is one thing. Uh, we also have a Blanc de Blanc um, that has been on tirage now um, for five years. Wow. And that will be released this coming, um, actually it's been a touch longer than that. It'll be uh, released this coming November. Um, so that has been so long in the waiting. I'm really excited about it. Um, I think, you know, one of the interesting things about making sparkling wine is that <laughs> you have to have this, a certain level of patience because you know, you're going to make the wine and then no one's going to see it for a really long time. Right. Um, you know, at minimum two and a half years, years. um, the minute, the, the minimum tirage time we do is 24 months. Mm -hmm. Um, but then it might be up to seven years or even longer, um, depending on how long we're going to lay down some of our late disgorged wines. So, so there's always something that's laying down and waiting for for some type of future release. And you've been here five. I've right? been here five. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so in some cases, you may not have seen some of your wines released yet. That's right. Uh, that would be so frustrating. It's frustrating, <laughs> but it's also kind of exciting because I know that there's I know that there's more to come. But yeah. when we released when we released the first sparkling wine that um, that I had a hand in, um, it was very exciting for me because it did feel like a long time in coming. Well, that's that's wonderful. Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. You love wine. And at Total Wine & More, you can count on getting the service you deserve. Their team of fun and friendly experts are extensively trained and even travel everywhere from California to Europe to meet the producers themselves. Stop by, check out over 8,000 bottles, and see why those who know wine always drink interesting at Total Wine & More. Well, let's get on to your personal life. Sure. So you live in Santa Rosa. That's right. You could live anywhere in Sonoma County. How did you choose Santa Rosa? Well, um, my family, actually, I should say my husband and I uh, moved to Sonoma County um, about 10 years ago and uh, originally moved to Healdsburg, um, which we love. I have a place in my heart um, for Healdsburg always. Um, in 2014, we moved to Santa Rosa. Um, at the time, we had a two-year-old and a six-month-old. Um, so I've got two daughters. Um, and 
the really the rationale for us moving was um, was the schools. That was a whole lot of it. My also, my husband is also a teacher in Santa Rosa, um, so it was a little bit closer for him. Um, so you know, it made a lot of sense. I just want to briefly touch on this. Were you affected at all by the 2017 fires? Personally, so. Um, my immediate family, meaning my husband and daughters, um, we have we have this wonderful house that's in a beautiful pocket of Santa Rosa that so far, you know, fingers crossed with all of the 2017 and even the most recent 2019 mm-hmm. fires, um, we have not been affected. So we haven't had to evacuate, um, no power loss, et cetera. So, um, so that's been really wonderful. Um, I think everybody who's lived here and who's lived through those fires um, absolutely has been affected. Uh, you know, my, my sister um, used to live up above Calistoga. Oh, she doesn't right. live above Calistoga anymore um, after those fires. Um, and my mom lives nearby as well, so there was evacuations there. So it's been, it's been a lot of drama um, and a lot of, you know, heartbreak um, for people who've lost their homes um, and, and everything else, all of the other difficulty that that's brought to Sonoma County. Sure. That being said, I, I think that um, I have loved to see how the community has come together um, since those fires. And so if there's any silver lining, I think it's that. For sure. As the community really has come together. Getting back to you. Yes. And your home in Santa Rosa. Mm-hmm. If we took a step inside, what would we see? So my home is, um, it's, you know, a cute, charming old home built in 1939. So it's got a lot of um, just amazing old timey kinds of characteristics. You know, it's got a little um, mail slot um, that actually drops into our um like kind of a closet <laughs> that's oh, right okay. by the front door, which yeah. is which is kind of funny. Um, there's a cute little old peep hole on this, you know, original door. Um, so you know, so there's a lot of you know, kind of classic characteristics in this house. Um, given the fact that my daughters are six and eight now, you probably would see you know some overflow of toys, toys and <laughs> artwork and things like that. We try to keep that try to keep that stuff, um, you know, in, in a certain space, but that, that never quite works out. Um, yeah. And I, you'd see a lot of light, you know, kind of, um, you know, brightness. Um, I love my home. It's, um, what's the decor colors scheme? Um, how would you describe your style? I like, I like a lot of color. So, you know, we've got, um, kind of, uh, a variety of different paintings on the walls that all have different color schemes, different styles to them. Um, I would say that my style is fairly classic with some modern accents to it. Do you have something people would be surprised to learn about you? A hidden talent? Um, do you speak a second language? Do you collect something unusual? Um, a couple things. I think, um, you know, speaking of something that people might be surprised at, I, you know, I tend to have a very, um, you know, outward facing personality. Um, obviously in my role, I get to interact with a lot of, you know, different people, whether they be, you know, guests, um, you know, consumers, et cetera. Um, but I actually really am fairly introverted. (laughs) Um, I wouldn't call myself shy necessarily, but I, um, I, I enjoy my me time, my quiet time. It helps recharge me um, and, and just, you know, really keep me sane. So, um, you know, so that's, that's one thing. Um, I, 
I really enjoy um, activities like yoga. I'm actually into um, hot Pilates as well. Uh, so some of these some of these activities that you know give you that kind of um, physical outlet, um, but also help me turn inside as well and um, just keep my mind healthy and balanced. We're in wine country. You're a winemaker. Other than your own wine, what do you like to drink at home? I like to drink a variety of different things. For me... Um, Are you a wine girl? I, I sure am. However, that being said, after a long day of tasting wine, that's that tends to be the last thing that I want to taste when I, when I go <laughs> right. home. Um, so depending on the season, I would say usually during harvest time, um, all I really want when I come home from work is, is a beer. Um, you know, I love Bear Republic. I love, um, Russian river, uh, brewing. Um, so those are, those are some great local breweries. Um, I also like a cocktail here and there. Uh, my new favorite is, um, a kombucha margarita. So Ooh. it's really, what's you know, that? It's tequila mixed with um, with kombucha. So what is kombucha? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh really? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh! You've got to try it. Yeah. So it's, it's a it's a fermented beverage. There's um, there's really minimal amounts of uh, of alcohol in it. But okay. It's fizzy. Um, you can get all different kinds of flavors. Um, it is it's it's outstanding. It's wonderful on its own. But if you want to spice it up a little bit, right? You put a little tequila. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to check it out. Going in a completely different direction, what is a meaningful vacation you've been on that you can tell Ooh. us about? So so I, I love to travel. It certainly um, recharges me. I would say probably the most meaningful vacation uh, I went on was, um, gosh, it was about 10 years ago. Uh, my husband and I traveled to Peru. Um, so we did Machu Picchu, Machu Picchu. We did the Sacred Valley. Um, it was absolutely wonderful this was our last big trip before kids also um so we you know we got to whoop it up you know to a certain (laughs) extent and it was just it was it was unlike any other place that I had traveled um and I would love to go back and what what made it so magical the food is unbelievable we are we knew it was going to be good uh prior to to traveling there but it really blew us away um not just in lima but you know even when we went into some of the more remote areas the food was outstanding and always just felt like kind of a new discovery i would say the hiking in the area was was i mean it was glorious. It was it was unbelievable. You sta- you feel like you're standing at the top of these peaks, um, and just you know looking out over the horizon, the wildflowers, um, you know the different smells, um, you know the people from the ma- you know the mountains um, are you know are everywhere, and um, it just was beautiful. just really really beautiful. Okay, well we are going to wrap things up. Okay, with what I like to call is five quick questions. Okay, so they're very lighthearted. So you ready? Sure. Okay. What kind of car do you drive? I have a BMW X3. It's white. It's um, it's the perfect size for me and my family and for all of the adventures we like to take. There you have it. Last piece of candy you ate. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't. I think it's confession. Eat, or maybe not. I, yeah, I just, I don't eat a lot of candy. Um, it may have been some Skittles that I stole from a pack that my daughter brought home from school. Okay. Who is one of your favorite actors or actresses? Oh, 
Oh, gosh, this is a tough one. Um, I really love uh, Reese Witherspoon. Um, she's outstanding in, in everything she does. I really like Laura Dern as well. Mm-hmm. Or do you watch that show that they're in right now? I, Big yeah. Little Lies? Yeah, Big Little Lies. Yes, absolutely. Because um, no, both I'd, of them are in that show. Both of them are in that, and maybe that's why they came to mind. I also love that show because it's um, loosely based on Monterey, oh, which right. is where I grew up. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some there's some gaps References. there in terms yeah. of in terms of um, reality, but um, but it's fun to see all the scenery. Last magazine you read? Last magazine I read. Um, well, this is going to be really boring. It was Wine Business Monthly. <laughs> well appropriate (laughs) so it's okay there's some really great great content um, of all sorts in there and so yeah um, just read that a couple days ago last question what is one of your most favorite songs to dance to Ooh, Um, I have had some recent I can't I don't know if I can say the song per se but I've had some great dance parties with my daughters in our kitchen to Madonna recently they're still learning about all of the different music that's out there right um, and so yeah we've had some good kind of 80s madonna dance parties in the kitchen lately lots of fun well that that'll work i'll let that fly <laughs> nicole so much fun to be with you today thank you thank you this was a lot of fun. visit winecountrywomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.